You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 45. Okay, so I'm coming at you from 2.08 a.m. on July 1st, 2019. And I have to tell you, last week was so rough. Oh my gosh. Like listen to the last episode. Can you just tell how drained and exhausted I sound? So to give you a little perspective, my husband occasionally travels for work and he happened to be out of town Tuesday through Friday of last week. So it was me and the two kids. It was the final week of my 28 day challenge, which was a lot of stress because there were a lot of deadlines. And that kind of was my number one thing. Like I had to get that done. The other thing is like it's summer. So I wanted to make sure that my daughter had fun things going, play dates. You know, we did a, a day at the zoo with the friends. I wanted to make sure that she got to go to the pool. And so all of these things just take time. And when you're trying to crunch something that really should be a full-time job and you're segmenting all of these pieces of your life with balancing kids and work, and then again, I say being a single mom, which I hope that doesn't offend actual single moms, but when my husband is out of town, I get so incredibly anxious because he happens to be one of the most helpful people in my life. He's so hands-on. He's so incredible with the kids. He's so patient. And when I get to the end of my rope, I just feel like, okay, like Chelsea's stuff, my stuff takes the back burner. Like it's obviously going to be the kids come first. And so the last two episodes of the show were recorded in my car and listening to them and editing them. I honestly was like, I don't, I'm not even going to post these because I recorded them in the car headed up to the zoo after basically yelling at my kids like, be quiet. Mommy needs to get this done. Mommy's stressed out. Mommy's taking you to the zoo to be nice, to do something nice for you. Like threatening them, you know? And then I feel terrible and I can just tell, like you can tell when you listen to it, it sound horrible. So newsflash, I yell at my kids. Ugh. And newsflash, I'm trying to keep it real. And honestly, I'm just embarrassed. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. So let me tell you what I've got coming up since this is really early this morning. And I'm just like, okay, new week, like 4th of July. Let's make it count. Let's make it awesome. Um, I'm working on some exciting projects, getting ready for round two of the 28-day challenge, which is exciting because I just get to facilitate this time. And while I will be doing a little bit of rearranging based on the feedback from the first group, the, the content's pretty much there and it's done and I'm so excited. And so the other thing I'm really excited to do is I set a really crazy goal for myself to enroll 10 new people into my course. So not the 28 day challenge, but my full course course. Like I've been really working hard on getting my stories lined up and working out my different approach on how, um, and who and what I need to say to reach the right people. And so, um, it's going to, you know, continue to be a busy month. And I'm really proud of myself because statistically, I've mentioned this before, but statistically, I take the summers off and I just disappear because it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to be a mom and to work and um, 
And every year my business suffers and I basically have to spend all of August catching up and reaching back out. And it's hard because August, September, October, like most companies, they're done with their marketing budgets. And, you know, you got to work these things out in advance. And when you take a break, like when you take a vacation, it's nice. But if you take a whole summer off, it's basically like starting back up, you know, from taking a whole summer off. And so there's a lot that, you know, you need to plan and prep for. And so I just, I want to be able to create and have fun and not worry about the pressure and the deadlines. But I know that that is the reward that comes from being organized and batching and getting everything done. So I was kind of having this conversation with myself, like, okay, you can, you have two choices right now. Like you can justify a, a, a well-deserved, like c- kick your feet up and relax and go lay out by the pool because you just had a really, really intense 28 days where you mentored 10 people Like you deserve a break. And then there's another part of me that's like, but you know what? If it were easy, everyone would do it. And are you, you know, what do you want more? Like, do you want to go lay out and get a suntan? Or would you rather have um, things in line so that when fall comes, you're not scrambling and stressed out that you're ready to rock and roll? So that's kind of like a quick update on me. And again, I apologize for being MIA. I actually was recording. I just honestly haven't had two seconds to get caught up. Oh, and I didn't even tell you about the weekend. Oh my gosh. So then the weekend, my best friend Heather, um, she had a couple of really big events to be at. The first one was the Heber Half Marathon in Heber City, Utah for autism awareness. So she came to my house and picked me up at 5 a.m. And we were up in Heber running this half marathon and she was presenting and you know, donates a lot of money to them. And so that was incredible and awesome. And I got to be the photographer wing woman. And then we came back to my house. We were supposed to work and be productive, but we were so tired. We took a three hour long nap. And then we went to the Love Loud concert, which is put on by Dan Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. And that was pretty much a full day affair as well. But luckily I had the, the, (laughs) the foresight to get a sitter and my sweet husband got to come and we just got to rock out to Kesha and, Sarah and Tegan and Dan Reynolds, who came solo and and did like um, an acoustic piano style concert, which was just beautiful. We love Imagine Dragons. It's so much fun. So that was fun to just like hang out and have a good time. But again, because I was running around all day and her kids were there, like there just was not time for me to get on my computer and edit. And I think that's just how it goes sometimes. And so all I can do in those moments is just like forgive myself and try to move on. Like I really struggle with when I let people down and when I make a commitment and I don't follow through or when I'm in a group and I say the wrong thing, like I tend to dwell on things for a long time. I think it's part of my anxiety is I just can't stop thinking about like when, what could I have done differently? Or when could I have schools in this in? Or what should I have said? Or what should I have done? Or that was so embarrassing. And I know that the other person is probably moved on from it. Like they're not even thinking about it. But then there I am dwelling and fixating and like trying to think of how I can erase it. And I always go back to get ready for it. It's another Dr. Laura example. (laughs) I always go back to Dr. Laura who talks about you are in full control of your thoughts. And sometimes you feel like, no, I'm not. I'm not in control. Like they just pop into my head and I can't get them out. And she's done this example a thousand times over the years. And I've, I've 
you know, heard it, I guess, when I want to say I've seen it happen, but I've seen the change. And she says, think of an elephant, think of an elephant, you know, tell me all the details. What color is it? And how big are the feet? And what are the ears doing? And what is it, you know, how long are the tusks, whatever, think of an elephant. And then, you know, think of a goldfish. Tell me about the goldfish. And when you're telling me about the goldfish and thinking about the goldfish, are you thinking about the elephant? No, you're not. You are 100% in control of your thoughts. Boom, mic drop, right? You're like, oh, amazing. And so it's the same thing. It's a practice. It's an exercise that you're in control of your thoughts and that you are the one ultimately that gets to determine what you're thinking about and what your brain is, you know, fixating on and thinking about. And so I've just decided to think about things that are going to make me successful. And if I catch myself dwelling on failure or dwelling on insecurity, or I'm not enough, or I feel less than, or who am I, all of those dumb things that, you know, you feel like you feel like you're the only one. Like, I don't know if any of you out there pursuing your dream of being either a professional event planner or an influencer or a blogger, podcaster, YouTuber, whatever, if you feel like a fraud, like I have that every single day. And I always wonder like, when, when, when will I feel like I'm enough? And I guess the biggest message is like, just don't wait until fill in the blank to give yourself permission. Because what's going to happen is in order to become that expert, in order to become that guru, that person who is somebody that other people can look to, you have to just take action and go for it. If you wait until the fill in the blank moment, until I have X amount of followers or until I have you know, reached this status with my business or until I have this much money or weigh this much, like then I'll be happy. Then I'll be, then I'll be enough. Then I'll allow myself to accept what my deepest desires are and my hopes and dreams for myself. It just doesn't work like that. And it's so interesting to me, the more I talk to other successful people or people I admire that they all struggle with this same thing. We all struggle with that. And I think it just comes down to a point where when you recognize and realize that you have something special just because you exist, just because you want it, you desire it. And if you're willing to pursue it, that's okay, regardless of the level you're on. Like there's always going to be somebody in the world who's better than you. And even if you are like the top person, it's not going to last long because somebody's going to come across and and beat your record. Like that happens to Olympians all the time. It's like, they're the fastest person in the world. Oh, 15 minutes later. Oh, now that's the fastest person in the world, you know? And so you just have to remember, like, isn't it okay to be one of the fastest people in the world or just to be fast or just to be a running enthusiast? It doesn't really matter as long as you are okay with it and that you can find your message to inspire other people. Like the fact that people want to run at all is amazing to me. Like I, I saw a funny meme, somebody from my, my 28 day challenge group actually posted, like I saw somebody running and I was trying to figure out which burning house they were running away from. And then I remembered, oh yeah, some people just like to do that. And I kind of chuckled because I'm like, that's so true. Like the things that you enjoy may not make sense to other people, but that doesn't matter. And you don't have to be the best at it. You just have to be crazy passionate And I think that's the best news ever because it takes off so much pressure. So today, as you're going through, like I just needed a little reset. Like it's going to be a good week. I don't care that it's 2.19 in the morning. I am going to make this week awesome. So I'm going to let you guys all go. I'm just sending so many hugs and kisses to you to give you permission to let you know that it's okay to pursue your dreams and that it's okay to be honest. Like 
you're at the same, you're at the level you're supposed to be at. And that's okay. Like start where you are. Everybody starts somewhere and people need you to start where you are because that's what grounds your followers and makes them feel a part of your journey and makes them feel invested in you as a person. And, and when you hit those records and when you hit those high notes, people can be even more excited for you because of it. So anyway, I'm going to go to bed, (laughs) but I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll catch you next time.